Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's episode is, did you just come from Comic-Con? First impressions are priceless. And in this episode, we'll discuss uh, why IT people need to dress for business and not technology, right? Yes. Being in IT now for, I think, going on 19 years, you've seen the gamut of stuff when I started. Depending on the company and the culture, it was you know, casual, business casual, or sometimes it was even dress, I guess you'd call it, at that well, level. Well, Suits and shirts and ties. and. Well, that, that, that was more business, right? Business dress was more tie, suit, and all that okay. stuff. I got a CPA firm, for example. Yeah. Right. Um, there was one company I worked at previous. It was a software development company, so the dress was more lax there. And it was the 90s. Yeah, it was the <laughs> 90s, so it was the IT bubble. <laughs> but we'd have people coming into work with their Star Wars shirts on and their sandals on, and you know their hair looks like they just woke up. It got to be ridiculous. Yeah, and even then, Greg and I were... You know, jeans and, and, and polo shirts, right? Yes. Even, even then, the IT group was actually probably the best dress, except for, of course, the executives. and the VPs. Right. So, and, and it's, it's very important to understand that people do judge you by, by what they see first, because they don't know you. I mean, so, so what are they going to say? Ah, oh, this guy's kind of crazy. I'm not going to hire him. I'm not going to put him in front of a customer. Or, or a if, he, if he's in the office, is this guy lost? <laughs> did, did he come here by accident? <laughs> right, right, right. So... In saying that, what we want to get into some stories to explain this a little further is understanding that when you dress that way, you, you give a certain impression of professionalism, right? Correct. Uh, because again, I don't know how brilliant you are until I work with you for like a year. <laughs> so yeah, if I see you initially... But my, my thought too is, and we'll get to, into this in a few minutes also, is that that's, you're, you're representing your department. So if you're dressed sloppily and everything, the perception is, you know, what's that department? Even if, you know, sometimes... I think that's how the culture for people thinking that IT people were just kind of these people sitting in the back room working on computers or crazy looking. Right. I think that's how it came about because that's really what it was. Yeah, it's changed a lot though. And it's changed a lot because IT people now are really more business people. They're more customer service. They're more working with the business units versus sitting in a back room working on servers. Well, and smart managers uh, and executives understand that uh, IT drives business too. Yes. Right. And so, that that's why that, you know, it is important that you act as a business person because you actually are. Well, let's get into some fun stories here. I remember the one Well, we told you the one about the flip flops. That was at a, the software development firm. There was another mm -hmm. one um, we had. It was an interview actually at a previous company that Victor and I worked at together because there's been several. Mm -hmm. um, Victor had previously gone out with this person to meet him for lunch with another uh, employee. An employee um, that was referring him. Exactly. And I think it was more of a, it was a casual thing, but I'll, Victor, I'll let you address that piece of it. Well, it was a casual thing, but again, right? I, I wore, I wore suits to to go to this office because I, I worked for a firm that that was the normal dress code. I would say at least for the executives, and I wanted to be looked at as an executive too, even though I wasn't. So I wore a suit to uh, meet this guy and uh, the person that referred him. And this is the thing. I wasn't expecting him to wear a suit. We were at some cheap restaurant, or I saw it as a cheap restaurant. Maybe I'm a leader. <laughs> but anyway, it didn't matter. I like eating there, too. Uh, so I wasn't expecting him to be in a suit, but he showed up in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. And, and then he was so uh, matter-of-fact about things. It was just kind of weird to me that he was treating his 
potential boss this way in terms of the way he dressed and presented himself. So when we came back, the guy that referred him, good guy that we had, a technician, asked me about it. And, you know, I didn't want to break his heart. So I told him, I have to think about it. But when I talked to Greg, the first thing I told him was like, Yo, dude was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. It was distracting. But, but we still did bring him in because I did meet with him. Yeah, but Greg got the same impression. Yeah, because Victor, I remember, because if Victor didn't like him, you know, I always joke with Victor saying, you know, he's he's the, the dress Nazi <laughs> in the fact that if you're not wearing, you know, certain things, he, he says something. But he is right to a degree. You don't need to go out and spend tons of money. But um, he came back and told me about that. But he was still impressed by his technical knowledge. So we brought him in. When he came in, he was just wearing... Um, I think it was like docker pants with his real big baggy sweater. And his whole mannerisms, everything from just the way he sat to... He actually was grabbing himself at some point. Yeah. And it became distracting. So I couldn't even focus on the technical piece because I was like, all I kept thinking was, I'm going to send this guy out to a client and I don't... I'm embarrassed by what he's doing now, let alone I want my clients to deal with this. He's representing us, so yeah. And that's I was like, so you know, he was okay technically, but after that, I was like, no, we're not going to hire him. And I felt bad because the guy that referred him, you know, is really great, and you know, he wanted to get him hired, but I just couldn't do it because this guy's representing our company, and I wasn't going to have that. That just wasn't acceptable. And well, Victor, I think, agreed with me at that point. Well, and, and this is the thing. I mean, th this is not a personal thing. I, I don't judge people by the way they dress outside of work. I, mean, I could care less. You know, I, I have family that I have some 40 year old cousins that, that still dress like rappers and stuff like that, right? <laughs> and I like them a lot, but I wouldn't hire them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one gets, thing doesn't have to do with the other. It right? goes back to the perception of stuff. And, and, and there's really, we, we're going to, now we can talk about some of the, from the people that are being interviewed side or even employee side, what to look for in the company that you're in or trying to interview for. And then also from the manager side, what to look for and what does it mean? Well, another thing that I want to, I guess it's not a story, but I, I want to comment real quick because Greg joked to me about this a lot. I didn't like it when people didn't wear suits to interviews. This is, again, your first impression. And as far as I know, at least growing up, it's a standard. E e yeah. Even when you go, I I've seen guys interview for construction jobs that at least come in with a tie you're interviewing for a law firm, a CPA firm, an office environment, and you're going to come just in a shirt I went, the first day? I went with one of my you know, first jobs in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a suit, but I had a tie, and I dressed in slacks, shirt, and a tie. And they yeah. were kind of looking at me. I'm like, this is an interview, and that's what I was taught. You know, That might have been by, I guess, by my parents, because I didn't learn it in school. But it was kind of... Well, I, don't I know, think it it's your like parents and just your community, and it's a known. I, I think I don't know where it's a known from, but it's just right. you know that you dress up for an interview, you look good. Right. That's like knowing that you wear a bathing suit to the beach and, and not a suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing, you just learn it. So it was so surprising to see that many people not dress in a suit. I mean, if you take off your jacket in the interview because it's just too hot, that's different. But you bring it. We interviewed, I know I interviewed at least three ladies in that company and, and the past interviews that I had in my past company in this one. The ladies wore a suit. Guy's not going to wear a suit? That's strange to me. So I was called the suit Nazi. <laughs> but I also, that also just reminded me of a story of the first managed services contract I sold um, was an, a nonprofit um, mm. in D.C. And when I went there, dressed in a you know, slack shirt and tie and a suit. And well, I guess a suit is all that. Right. Um, 
Yeah. Then the, the, the guy that you were selling it to, how was he, he dressed? He comes in. The guy comes in and he, this guy pulls in on a bike. You know, not a motorcycle, but a bike, you know, a mountain bike. Bicycle. Yes, bicycle. <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, are you Greg? I'm like, and I look at him. He's just dressed, you know, like a biker outfit. I was like, wow, okay. We start, I start talking to him about the service and everything. He's like, he wanted to hire me after I sold the service. He's like, but you can't come here in a suit. We're very casual, clearly. Uh, one person was walking around in, um, not flip-flops, but uh, things you put on your feet at night. Uh, slippers. Like slippers. Hoodies like, okay. or something. Yeah. But, you know, so in that scenario, I went back. I still had, you know, slacks on and a, and a polo shirt or something. Still looked professional. I wasn't going to dress that down. But it was okay in that scenario because they told me to dress down. And, yeah. of course, I'm going to listen to what the client says. But that just reminded me when we were talking about the way you dress. Yeah, so when in, when in doubt, go with the standard. If the client tells you, man, you two dressed up, then the next time don't go like that. Go in a polo shirt. Maybe, maybe a polo shirt that has your company name so you're advertising exactly. it as well, right? And that kind of segue into the next thing I want to talk about is, you know, as a technician or someone going to interview for a job, some of the things you should do, research the company, find out what type of company is it really. Sometimes online you can see culture, you can even get into looking at, you know, if you see the list of people's names, you can look at their Facebook and their LinkedIn and see what they do to kind of get a feel for what the culture is going to be. You still should dress in a suit for the interview, hands down. Right, I think so. But if you want to see, you know, after that interview, if you get hired, what is the culture going to be like? Look at it and see some places... You know, software development companies, especially in the 90s, were extremely casual. You know, Victor and I previously worked at a CPA firm. It wasn't that casual, but it wasn't formal. We did not have to wear suits. Yeah. But we still dressed in a, you know, a business casual, I guess you'd call it. Right. And, but, and in that environment was a perfect example of you didn't have to wear a suit. But you know what? The partners wore a suit. So I wore a suit. I wanted, I wanted to look like a partner even if I wasn't. Yeah. But that's different, right? And Greg did as well. And, and when you and actually when you go in for the interview, look around the office because the person you're interviewing might dressed up just because that's the role to do so. But look around and you know if you meet people, see how they're dressed, just to get a feel for it. It's also important to make sure you're in an environment that you're going to be comfortable in. Don't go someplace that's really formal if you're very casual, right? And vice versa, right? Well, an example of that. I mean, I know we're going into the 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 the, the bullet points of how to dress yourself, but my last job, Greg wasn't with me on that job. It was very casual. Guess what? I went in jeans and sweater. I wasn't going to wear a suit when everybody in the company, including the executives, were dre dressing very casual. Because I was going to stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> you know, they were going to think that I was their lawyer or something, you know? Yes. Yeah, so, so you, you dress down as well, but in most environments, office environments, it's better off if you look at uh, the person above you how, how they're dressing. Dress the same or better than them, right? Well, you always want to dress for the role that you want to be in next. Right. You know, if you're dressed as, you know, come in and try to dress in shorts, even if it's acceptable, but the manager all in, in, you know, slacks and a shirt, you need to dress like that because you want to be seen as that. So that then when that position opens up, you're the, you're the one and you want to be seen as someone that's higher up the chain. That's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Right. And remember also, you're representing your department in, in, within your organization and you're representing your organization to external people. Um, I've had some jobs where, you know, you have to get down and dirty and do some cabling sometimes because there's nobody else to do it. Well, maybe what you do is have a change of clothes in the office. You know, mm -hmm. don't, don't come in in jeans the whole day because you have to do one cabling job. You know, wear, wear that suit or whatever you have to wear. And when you're going to do that part, it's a very acceptable to change because I'm pretty sure nobody's going to blame you for changing into jeans if you have to get on the floor and get all dusty and all that, right? Yes. And there was even times where, again, we were very business casual, but Victor and I did business development. And there were times where Victor said, you know, he wanted me to go on a sales call 
and he told me at the last minute and I was already driving in, I happened to have a shirt and tie in the car and I changed like you just said. And that's fine. I mean, I didn't need to wear it there, but I wanted to look good when we went on the sales call. So right. having a change in the office, you have some place to put it is completely fine too. Right. Now, now another thing that doesn't have to do with clothes, uh, but it has to do with attitude, right? And perception of, again, you're, you represent your department and your company. Yeah. Never complain about other people or managers uh, in your department unless... You know, you're speaking to your HR department, right? Well, not uh, even just your department, but I think anywhere in the company. Anywhere in the company. You know, if, yeah. you, if you have a, a gripe about maybe a partner that treated you badly, definitely talk to your supervisor about that because depending on what happened, that should go to HR. But if, you know, if I had an employee that had an issue with me, I want them to say something. Hopefully they'd say it to me, but if they wouldn't, hopefully they maybe talk to Victor at that point or even go to HR. I'm fine with that because you want to resolve it. You don't want to just go off to someone else and complain because that just makes you look bad and it starts to bring the whole um, attitude of the company down and the mood in the office because people are complaining. And now there's like, oh, Greg's a horrible person. When maybe it was just a misunderstanding. Right. Well, it makes you look unprofessional too. And exactly. untrustworthy. Because, you know, you get old enough, you start, you don't want to prejudge, but we all do this. But I, what I do is prejudge on attitude, right? Yeah. Which is different than appearance. So if you, if the first day that I'm at the job, you come up to me and start talking to me about other people, I'm not going to trust you. Yeah. Because you just met me. <laughs> and you're talking about people that you've known for a long time. Guess what? I am not going to trust you with uh, uh, issues that I have uh, in the department or whatever. Because to me, you're an untrustworthy person. Yeah. So it goes into the personal as well. I mean, this works in real life. <laughs> you know, not yeah. just as work, yeah, right? And, and yeah, that brings up, uh, you know, Victor and I worked together at a previous company. And there were people that would tell me certain things. I never told Victor. I mean, I trust him completely. He's, right. he's my best friend. But I wouldn't tell him because he just didn't need to know at that point. Because someone told me that in confidence. And if they knew that I started spreading that around, then why would anyone tell me anything going forward? Right. And usually, uh, at least the, the way I judge situations like these is that you, you come to me with challenges, things that you need help with to get ahead at work, to solve a problem or whatever. If you come to me with gossip, complaining about other people... The way I judge it, at least as a manager and just as a human being with some experience in life, is that you're trying to reflect the issues that you have personally onto other people. Because if you focus on what, what you want to do and you're good at it, the rest of the stuff is really noise. Yeah. You know, unless it's affecting a situation directly. I mean, there are instances where you have to say, Victor, you gave me and Holly this task and Holly hasn't done anything for five weeks. But we were depending on, on her labor. That's different. Yeah. That's a specific situation. You know, you don't come to me and say, Holly's lazy. <laughs> yeah. That's, one that's ex different. One right? example I give, because Victor and I had talked about it before the show, was, um, it wasn't really in regards to the show, but I had, we had a meeting one time and we were trying to come up with efficiencies for the department. And I was just like, what's out there that we can improve? And I guess some of the people in the group were just nervous to say, but finally this guy spoke up. He's like, well, Greg, when purchasing, since you're in charge, you're delaying a lot of stuff. And... I think some of the other team members were surprised the guy said it, but I looked at him and I was like, oh my God, really? And he gave me some examples. I was like, you know what? I didn't realize that was the problem. I'm going to fix that by putting you in charge of it because he would have been the right person to put in charge of that anyhow. And it was an instant solve a problem. So that shows to me, that's just going back to, you know, he wasn't trying to bitch. I don't know if he said something to other people before, but when he told me, I didn't realize it. So I was able to fix it and to solve the problem. Everyone was like, oh, finally. So it helped projects move along. Well, now that you say that, if he bitched before, he might have bitched for like three or four months. So that didn't work. But when he talked to you, it worked. Yeah. So th that tells also you again, into, don't waste time doing that. Yeah, don't, it, it doesn't help the department. It brings everything down. And like I said, now, if he talked to me and I still refused, 
I can see that he'd want to complain to someone, but then it's just a matter of, you know, you still shouldn't do that. But as soon as you talk to me, I solve the problem. And that's what it should be. The environment should be is that you, you open as a manager, you're open to getting feedback from the employees. And as an employee, you need to get feedback from the manager. You don't always be like, I'm the best person here. There's always things you can improve on. Right, right. And then we went on a tangent a little bit on attitude, but attitude is important, you know, not just the dressing part. The dressing part is just, I guess, like the makeup. It, it's a first, you know, when yeah. the makeup comes off, you still have the attitude, yeah. so that's important I mean, but you too. also, it's the first thing you saw, so I mean, right. it, it's, it's, and sometimes, like Victor said, you prejudge by just how someone looks. Right. So that's why we started with um, the parents. Right. So... I think we kind of did like a recap, but maybe you should do one for us real quick without elaborating. Just, <laughs> just point by point so people have their takeaways. All right. Um, when you're going to a company, make sure you research the company to figure out the culture and figure out if it's going to be a good fit, not just you know, personality-wise, but you know, if they dress the way you'd want and have that type of culture. Always, always, always wear a suit to an interview. I don't, even if they tell you you don't need to, I'd still wear a suit. Hmm. Um, look at... The people above you, I mean, in the organization. And if that's where you want to be, that's how you should dress. Um, remember that you represent your department, not just in appearance, but in attitude. When you're out, even at lunch, you don't want someone, you don't want to be bitching about something, about the job and saying the name of the company. And then the people behind you know the company. Right. And then um, I think that covers just the wrap up. Yeah. And just to summarize, that, that's for all levels too. That, that works for executives as well. Because, you know, when executives are bitching too, yeah. people under them look at them like, uh... Oh, when they dress a certain way, yeah. you get you kind of get scared, right? And you're like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, man, this is our leader. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys uh, learned a lot in this show. I know I did. Did you, Greg? Yep, always do. All right, great. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can see a list of all of our podcasts at PrometheusConsultingLLC.com. Make sure to tune in to our next episode.